Welcome to the Stop Hating Dating and Find Your Person podcast. I'm certified life coach, Stacey Perry. I went on 475 online dates to find my person so you don't have to. Each week, I'll teach you the skills and mindsets to confidently show up as yourself, interact in a way that's authentic to you and gets you the relationship that you want. If you're ready to make dating and find your person easier, more fun, and without all the unnecessary drama and BS, this podcast is for you. Welcome to episode 12, Why You Hate Dating, part one, ooh, feelings. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you really want a partner, a soulmate, your forever person to love and adore and to be loved and adored and find someone to share your life with. But even though you want a partner, some of you aren't dating or take lots of breaks from dating because of the terrible feelings that even the thought of dating and putting yourself out there brings up for you. Not to mention all the crappy feelings that come up when you're actually dating and swiping and messaging and being ghosted and having lots of shitty dates. (laughs) But the truth is, most of us aren't really even feeling those terrible, crappy uncomfortable feelings. And that's why our experience of dating can be so awful. Most of us have spent a lifetime trying not to feel our feelings. Feelings might be the worst F word in your vocabulary. Or is that just me? I was trained and raised to ignore my feelings, like brush it off. You're okay which makes perfect sense. My parents weren't taught about how to handle their feelings. You know, they're kids of the 50s. So they definitely didn't know how to teach me. And they were busy doing what most of us do with our feelings, avoiding, resisting, and reacting. So of course, they couldn't handle mine too. Now, all my friends with kids have these books and bedtime stories and charts with faces expressing different emotions for their kids. Now, a lot of parents in schools are teaching kids about their feelings and emotions. But for most of us, we did not grow up with that. And in this episode, we'll explore the oh-so-common ways we humans avoid, resist, and react to our feelings. And then I'll give you a new way and new tools that will serve you, your life, and any of your goals and dreams you go after, especially dating and finding your person. So let's first look at how we avoid, resist, and react to our feelings. For the record, if there were Olympic competitions for not feeling your feelings, I'd be a gold medalist in the avoiding event. I can eat, drink, and shop my feelings away with the best of them. I'm sure some of you would be up there on the podium with me, and some of you would be competing in the resisting or reacting events, and some of you overachievers would be stars in the Iron Man trifecta of not feeling feelings. So let's look at my favorite first, avoid. It's avoiding what is. We're avoiding reality. When you're avoiding, you're trying to quiet your thoughts and feelings with whatever your favorite way is to distract, escape, numb, buffer, check out. Think of a kid plugging their ears with their fingers and chanting like, la, 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 emotions, I can't hear you. We don't want to feel what we're feeling, so we distract ourselves by overindulging 
over being the key word in our favorite ways to numb ourselves and check out. Like my go-to, overeating, overdrinking, overspending. When I was single in my 30s, I had to have plans 24-7 because God forbid I feel bored or lonely for one second. Some of you overbusy yourselves with plans too. Some of you overwork. Some of you overclean. I've been on the receiving end of friends who like to clean and organize as a way to relieve stress. Years ago, one of my besties, Lisa, totally cleaned and organized my garage and basement during a breakup. And luckily, organization is not my strong suit. So I had messed it all up again in time for my friend Jen to do it all over again uh, to deal with her COVID like shutdown stress. Please note, organizing, cleaning, drinking, eating, None of them are bad until we overdo them in order to avoid reality and our emotions. We may avoid dating altogether or stop dating to avoid the discomfort of feelings that like come up for us. You may shut down on a date when the conversation gets deeper and realer. Like you may numb out on a date with overdrinking. I'd swipe, 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 swipe to find someone new to avoid my disappointment and sadness about someone I liked ending things. Some people avoid other things in their lives and escape those feelings by seeking attention from other people on the apps. You may overdrink or overtalk on a date to calm your nerves. If you were like dating someone or in a relationship, this might look like ending things to avoid the conflict of deepening or fear of being hurt or rejected. This is our fight or freeze response. The next one is resist. We're resisting what is. We're resisting the feelings we're having. We're resisting the reality of our feelings. You push that emotion away. It could look like overthinking. This shouldn't be happening. Judging ourselves for our feelings and telling ourselves we shouldn't be feeling this way blaming and be mad at the universe or God for the things not happening the way they should have happened, or it's taking too damn long for them to send us our person, may look like ruminating in all the ways we should have done it differently in the past. It's kind of you're in the queen of denial when you're in resistance. Dating is like an emotional roller coaster. That is part of it. (laughs) But most of us are telling ourselves things that are really unhelpful when we're resisting reality and our feelings about it. You tell yourself that it should happen by now, that you shouldn't feel lonely sometimes. You have to put on a happy face. You shouldn't be jealous and you should be happy for all your friends and you're a bad friend if you aren't happy for them all the time. You try to like will away your uncomfortable feelings. You white knuckle it and force happy thoughts. Unfortunately, what we resist not only persists, but it actually grows. Our feelings are like super patient and they will wait. (laughs) They bide their time. They are persistent. And when we try to resist them, resisting perpetuates the negative, uncomfortable feelings. The fastest way around those feelings is through. All these sayings are sayings for a reason. So number three, we react. We react to what is going on in our bodies. We react to the reality of what's going on around us. This is the fight response, the fight stress response to our feelings, like attack mode, snapping, yelling, 
theatrical crying, slamming cabinets and doors, throwing things, huffing and puffing, saying true or not true things with the intent of being hurtful, being sarcastic. My sarcasm definitely shines bright when I'm reacting, like sending a nasty text to hurt them or get a response out of them, sulking, adult temper tantrums. We're acting from a negative emotion. We're letting it control our actions and blaming our actions on the feeling like, fuck it. I'm deleting the apps. Uh, Let's just break up with them. All men are a-holes. This is a waste of my time. Why bother? I am picking up my pail and shovel and I am out of this stupid dating sandbox. Hmm. The truth is feelings aren't a problem, even the uncomfortable ones. They're just vibrations in our body. They typically last about 60 to 90 seconds. The vibrations aren't a problem or issue. It's our attempts to avoid them, how we react to them, and how we resist them that's causing us the problems. It's our feelings about our feelings that cause us the most issues, pain, suffering, and perpetuates the uncomfortable feelings. It's our inability or aversion to experience them for what they are to be in a rush to get out of them because we think they're a problem. But feelings aren't a problem. Feelings are just a part of the human experience. They are created by our thoughts. Some of those thoughts are conscious. Tons more are subconscious. Most are just habitual on repeat. Those thoughts are firing away all day, about 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day. About half of them are negative, uncomfortable thoughts. And those negative and uncomfortable thoughts are causing negative, uncomfortable feelings all along the way. And all of them are normal to feel during the process of dating and finding your person. To be human is to be in the cycle of thinking, feeling, and acting from those thoughts and feelings. We do it all day long. So let's get really skilled at it on purpose. And note, There are ways to change our beliefs and thoughts in order to create more of the feelings that we want, to drive our actions, to get the relationship we want. But for day, it's all about stopping, avoiding, resisting, and reacting, and what to do instead so you know to your core that feelings aren't a big deal, you can handle it, and you got this. So if you're not avoiding, resisting, and reacting, our go-to, what's a girl to do? So observe. Other ways to say this are bring awareness to your physical experience, like drop down into your body. Be the watcher of what sensations are going on in your body. Watch how that feeling shows up physically. Pay attention to what's going on in there. Be curious about how it's moving around in your body. Allow, allow the emotion to be there without making it mean something has gone wrong. We're processing the emotion. And the classic way to say this that makes some of you want to barf is feel your feelings. By observing them, we are giving them the time they need to pass through us. And contrary to belief, this allows them to move through us more quickly. And our feelings about our feelings will be much more pleasant and lighter than when we're avoiding and resisting and reacting to them. So what does this observing practice look like? So just notice, like, what is the emotion? Name it. Is it sad, scared, angry, hopeless, lonely, frustrated, pissed? 
intentionally witness it, like be curious, like, hey, what's going on in there? (laughs) Think of it like you're working for one of those hot artificial intelligence companies and your job is to help program the AI so it knows what emotions are. So you tell the AI the name of the emotion and then describe it to them in detail. And when you describe it, you're going to be saying things like where you feel it in your body, what it feels like. You tell it if it's moving or is it stagnant. If it's moving, you explain how it's moving, like maybe fast or slow. Maybe it has a shape. So you tell the AI the shape. Or if it feels like it has a texture, maybe bumpy, gooey, jagged, pointy, smooth. Does it have a color? What's the intensity of the color? Tell the AI how this feeling makes you want to react. Run away, clam up, pop out of your skin, distract yourself, hide, scream, yell. What thoughts are causing this emotion? Tell the AI all the thoughts that are causing this emotion to vibrate through your body. Then tell it the main thought that is causing this feeling the most. That exercise really has you being the scientific watcher. You can do that same AI exercise, but instead imagine you're holding the emotion in your hand and describing it to a friend, whatever works for you. Another tool you can use is to observe the feeling is to ask yourself, like, if it was an animal, what animal would it be? And describe the attributes of the animal and what they represent. Like your fear could be like a little fluffy bunny that wants to be pet and cuddled, but when it gets scared, it just bites. (laughs) Or maybe you pretend to be talking to like a younger kid version of you and have her describe the feelings to you, have her describe the sensations, and then you console her. All these tools and exercises are a way for you to just be the observer and watcher as a feeling flows through your physical body and takes whatever time and form it needs to do so. And for you to get awareness around all the things you've been doing and not doing to not feel this vibration move through your body. And if you like acronyms to help you remember, here's a funny one I made up. WTFF. What the fuckity fuck? WTF. W. What happened? What's the situation triggering you? Write it down. And with all these exercises, if you write them down, that's great. T, thoughts. What are your thoughts about it? What's the main thought? F, feeling. What is the feeling I'm having? Name the feeling. Sad, mad, angry. The second F, find. Find the sensations in your body and describe it to the AI or put it in your hand and describe it or do the animal exercise or the younger kid exercise. So another exercise, if you're more into mnemonic devices, Here is one for one of my teachers. Now, N-O-W. N, name it. What is the one word to name and describe this emotion? O, open up to it. Let it be there. And W, witness the emotion. It's just a physical vibration from a thought. We had a thought. It caused an emotion. And now we're experiencing that emotion as a physical vibration in our body. Watch how that feeling is showing up physically in your body. The benefit of these exercises and tools is when we shift into being the observer of the sensations happening in our body, it's like, voila, you're in the present moment. You've shifted your thinking mind, 
where your judgmental ego brain is like wanting to go back and change what happened. That brain is busily cataloging all that can and will go wrong in the future and what the worst case scenarios are. You shift your thoughts around wishing whatever happened didn't happen and that what you wanted to happen, you wish happened instead into just paying attention to the vibrations in your body, those feelings about the reality of what is happening right now, what is in the present moment right now. You're not wishing your feelings for them to stop or be different. You're just curiously describing them to that AI. When your brain starts chiming in, which it will do with all the thoughts and opinions, just kindly shift your focus back to cataloging the sensations in your body to share with that AI. And this is a practice. You'll get faster and faster at noticing yourself stuck in avoiding, reacting, and resisting emotions. And you'll get faster and faster at kindly shifting the focus on your physical experience of the emotion. And the big prize, if you know you can observe any emotional sensations in your body, and those sensations in your body are the worst thing that can happen, then you're unstoppable. You can handle anything that comes your way because the worst thing that can happen is you have a really freaking uncomfortable feeling about this. And I'm talking about feelings and emotions. This is assuming you are safe. And with this practice, you'll learn you don't have to avoid, escape, numb, resist, react, attack, blame, shame, or shit on yourself. Your feelings aren't going to kill you. And if you learn to just watch them instead of running from them, blocking them, or fighting them, they'll run their course through their body. It's like those posters, stay calm and carry on. You can have a calm sense that you can handle anything, any emotion that comes up for you as you carry on about dating and finding your person. And again, feelings and emotions, they usually last about 60 to 90 seconds in your body. And sometimes they'll come back again like waves when we're experiencing something like heartache or fear. Emotions may come and go. If you know you can be the witness, the feelings in your body and get more and more skilled at this, you'll be less and less scared of the feelings as they come up with your dating because you'll know they'll pass. Like the saying, this too shall pass. Nothing is permanent, not even our feelings. This skill will make you a better friend because you'll be better equipped to sit with your friend when they're having lots of uncomfortable feelings. And same with your kids. If you have kids or your kids in the future that you're going to create with your future partner, with your partner, guess what? Your partner is going to have lots of uncomfortable feelings too. And they're going to have a habitual way that they deal with them. Greg and I are both world-class Olympian avoiders. But most importantly with yourself, you are your forever primary partner. You're your eternal exclusive partner. And the price of most of your dreams and goals and the big, amazing life you want is feeling uncomfortable. The road to your best life is paved with discomfort. Doing things that you feel wobbly and unconfident about doing at first like putting yourself out there and sharing who you really are with someone you think is wonderful. It's part of the process. Feelings, all of them, comfortable and uncomfortable, good, bad, ugly, pretty, fabulous, are a part of life. 
you can practice and get to be like a superstar skilled athlete at allowing them, witnessing them, and letting them be. That's a wrap, my friends. Love, love, love being a part of this dating and finding your person journey with you. As always, message me if you have any thoughts or questions about this episode or anything else. Love you. Go get them and be a witness to the feelings that come up for you while you do. Thank you so much for listening. If you're ready to stop hating dating and find your person, let's chat. You can pop right on my calendar for a free coaching call to see if private one-on-one coaching feels like a fit for you. It's like our first date to see if we're a match. You can get access to my calendar on my website at stacyperrycoaching.com. There's also a link in my Instagram bio or use the link in the show notes. Just do it and get yourself booked for a free coaching consult call. And let's go find a person.